Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every single step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Send the tweets. Send the hot takes at Ken Carmen C-A-R-M-A-N. I definitely think that I'm going to turn that Raiders thing into a promo later this week on social media. If you missed what I just said about the Raiders, I'm sorry, but you must go to CBSSportsRadio.com to listen to more of it because I'm officially back on the John Gruden bandwagon. If you're willing to be that petty to a bus driver, you have my respect, you have my attention. The person who has my respect and my attention, Aditi Kinkabala. She joins us right now from the NFL Network at A Kinkabala on Twitter. She joins us right now on the hotline. Hello, Aditi. Good afternoon, Ken. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I respect you so much. I put you at a spot where I knew we didn't have a hard out, so I knew I could, I, we could have some, some breath, some leeway here. Because I said you and I are a couple of hens, and we like to cluck. <laughs> here we are. All right. Well, that's fair. Let me ask you: When you normally start your radio show at six in the morning, yeah, do you have a different energy than when you start this radio show? No, we just kind of, we just kind of ease into it, and usually it, it starts into. Um, it, boy, it got very weird the one day earlier this week. Probably a bunch of things I can't, I can't really say after that. You know oh. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So okay. Um, well, uh, how's that for a tease? I can't really say. So you won't tell your listeners what you said about the Raiders. You won't tell them what you said about John Gruden. And you won't tell them what you did earlier this week. I, well, okay. I'm not going to awesome. sit there and redo it like I just did. If they want to hear it again, they can go to CBSSportsRadio.com, or I'm probably going to take about a minute of it and put it out on Twitter as, at some point here later this week. Because it, it be was today. that good? It was really that good? Oh, I think it was pretty damn good if you ask me. I don't know. Hey, hey Connor, where's Connor Green at? Connor Green. Yes. Scale of 1 to 10, how good was what I just said about the Raiders? I think it was great. That, see, that's a good producer. Uh, right there. He's already better than Hickey. Clearly. Yeah, <laughs> Aditi Kinkabala joining us on the show. All right, Aditi, I started off the show at 10 o'clock, and, I, and I, I spoke as a fan. I spoke as a fan, not as an analyst, as a fan, and there was a reason why. I'm based out of, out of Cleveland. Uh, I'm from Northeast Ohio, and I'll die in Northeast Ohio, and I do not like the Pittsburgh Steelers. In fact, someone would say I hate them. But to hate them, i got to respect them, and it's the same thing with Ben Roethlisberger. And i, I got to tell you, I, I've had it up to my eyeballs with some of the stuff that was said about Ben Roethlisberger this week. You know, pro football focus graded Daniel Jones higher than Ben Roethlisberger. I say that, that if that's the case, they've graded a running back higher than Ben Roethlisberger. Chris Sims, and while I really don't respect Chris Sims' opinion that much, you don't have to say anything, I will. Uh, he didn't have him in his top ten. And then there was, what, Dan Graziano's report from ESPN that, well, they he could be a cap casualty at the end of 2020. I'm thinking, 
Where's all this coming from Ben Roethlisberger here? This guy is still one of the best in the NFL. The team is 9-0. Listen, I can hate the guy all I want, all I want, and I do as a fan, but I can't sit there and not tell the truth about this guy, Aditi. He's still one of the best in the business. 9-0. That is all I would say. I mean, at the end of the day, when you trade, why would you trade? Is there anybody on the planet that right now at this moment would trade Daniel Jones for Ben Roethlisberger? No. For what he is doing right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ludicrous. You know what? Because that's why it's not only about stats. It's not only about numbers. It's about how, you know, a week ago you and I went crazy over Nick Chubb, even though Nick Chubb didn't score that touchdown. Sometimes there's so much more to it than just what your completion percentage is, where, where you're connecting on your deep throws. The guy is figuring out how to get his team in and out of good plays. He's figuring out how to gut out wins, even when things aren't working, when there hasn't been any run game at all the last three weeks. And this team is still 9-0. and And he's coming off of a year that he was completely out because of injury. I mean, yes. what more do you want? Like right now, I just want somebody that can not make mistakes and guide me to wins. That's what I, you're looking for yes, right now. Yes, I mean, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, and I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to. There's a difference between want and think. I wanted this to be the end. I, I wanted him to come back and not be the type of Ben Roethlisberger that he's been in the past and let the Browns take over and, and do all that. And it's just, I, I knew it wasn't going to go that way, but I wanted it that way, and I think this is, this is getting ridiculous. Now, I know that there's a lot of things about Ben Roethlisberger that is unlikable. And I think that a lot of media people feel the same way. And I think that that's why when we talk about the best, there always seems to be this this wall between Ben Roethlisberger and the other ones where if you just look at what they did, what they've never been under 500 with Ben Roethlisberger at the helm. There's been, I think, three separate times where I th- I've heard a lot of Steelers fans. Now, this is always debatable, but Steelers fans have wanted the head of Mike Tomlin. He has saved his job or, or at least saved his goodwill to the fans because it is Pittsburgh and they don't just move on from coaches all the time. He has been everything a franchise quarterback is supposed to be, and I'm not going to sit there and say things that aren't true just because, no, I personally don't really like him at all. I'm not going to do it. Well, uh, he has grown up, too. Let's say that, okay? Because there, there has been – there was a necessary period of growth, and there has been a period of growth. And who he was in his first two years is not necessarily who you want your franchise quarterback to be, which is part of why we've sort of preached patience when we talk about Baker Mayfield. You know, none of us are, and you and I have both said this, I I would not want to be judged on who I was at 22 years old. And I didn't didn't land in a gazillion dollars when I was 22 years old and have a whole city giving me adulation either when I was 22 years old. So you have to, you want to see growth. You expect to see growth. Obviously, we've seen that with Ben Roethlisberger, so we're not going to go crazy over there over, you know, what he has been from day one. But I think right now, I will give you this as a fan. Last week, Ben Roethlisberger did not practice at all because he was in this you know, COVID protocol because he had sat on the plane next to a player who did test positive. He was not at practice all week. He said he barely threw about 50 balls on Friday, and then he had an extended walkthrough on Saturday. So he didn't throw, basically, all week. And then his ball felt especially live on Sunday, and he talked about that, which sort of makes you say, and he even joked that he was going to talk to Mike Tomlin about potentially not throwing the ball at practice again, because is that why he felt like he had something more in the tank? For a few years now, Ben Roethlisberger hasn't practiced on Wednesdays. He hasn't thrown on Wednesdays. Now he takes a whole entire week off from throwing, basically, 
and look at how good his arm is. So perhaps at 38, you are indeed seeing the end. I don't know. And I don't mean that that's this year. It may not even be next year. But I don't know that Ben Roethlisberger is the guy who's going to play until he's 45. So for you as a Browns fan, there is some sort of hope there. But I think it's only fair that you give the guy his due right now and you give the Steelers their due right now. I got that going for me. Well, at least I got that. I can sit there and wait on father time, I guess. Uh, Diddy <laughs> Kicker Wall. Well, it could be Tom Brady, who's going to outlast all of us, right? <laughs> yeah. I, that, well, I, I still think that guy's made a pact with the devil, but that's a different conversation. Diddy Kinkabwala joining us on the hotline. Uh, follow her on Twitter, at A. Kinkabwala. They've gone to intensive COVID measures. Uh, I think it makes it a little bit more interesting, continuing on the Steelers, because the Steelers actually share a facility with, with the Pitt Panthers there, so – I think it's like they I, – I would say they better be extra careful when there's so many more people around you in the building with a college program, with college kids well, who go to a campus. It, it, it is – they do share a building, but there's an absolute division between the building. There, there's no shared spaces. They each have their own weight rooms. They have their own locker rooms. They even have their own places where they eat. Uh, they don't – you know, when you walk into the building, there's basically – it's one building, but there's two main entrances. I, I, and on the left is the Steelers and the right is the Panthers. But there's still such weird – to me, it's still like a weird, such close proximity. I, I totally understand that. I, it's not like I'm sitting there thinking Pat Narduzzi sitting down with Mike Tomlin every single day. It's not like that, but I'm just going, man, that, that that's very close. And when you're looking at pros, pros are pros. College players are college players. And we, we're looking at completely different lifestyles over here when it comes to making sure that everybody's healthy. Well, that, I mean, that's fair for sure. And you know that the Steelers are doing the best that they possibly can, just like everybody else, uh, or well, maybe not everybody else, but a lot of teams certainly are. And it, it's a, what's interesting is the whole contact tracing bit of it, you know, and you know that these guys are in these very intense uh, protocols that they're supposed to follow these, these things. Miles Garrett turning up with COVID, where did he get it from? And who else, you know, that piece is just sort of interesting. It's when you're sitting here and you're doing everything that you're supposed to do, and we're in a pandemic. So I guess it still happens. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I think it, that's it, one it thing. makes me think about the season too, Ken. You well, know. Yeah. But I think that's one thing I mean, that we've kind of we've kind of gone off of because you remember, like when Tennessee it first came down with Tennessee, there was a lot of people who were really angry with Tennessee. Now I don't think that Tennessee was always as responsible as they should have been because there was, like, that weird loophole that they found. But I also know that we've understood that, hey, you know what, if, if you have a family member who lives with you, if they stop at the grocery store, even if they're doing everything they're supposed to do, like, yeah, it can happen. And so you're going to have to be careful about all this. And I think the blame game has kind of gone away, unless unless there, there's just clear evidence of somebody being an idiot. Uh, I think the blame game has kind of gone away with, yeah, you know what? We're in uncertain times. These are bad times. We're hopefully going to be coming out of them over the next year. But right now we have to make sure that everything's taken care of the best we can. Well, yeah, and when you have kids and, you know, your kids. My son was in hybrid schooling, so he was in school two days a week. He's five years old. We finally last week moved to five days, and then they suddenly said, now we have to be home all the time. I mean, it's terrible. Is it safer for me to keep him home? Sure, but he's five years old. So for his mental well-being, for his education, for his social adaptation, everything, I want to send him to school. So, you know, what are you supposed to do? That's exposure right there. I mean, even though kids are shown not to transmit it that much, I'm saying that because the Steelers did indeed have an assistant coach 
that turned up COVID positive, and I was told that it most seemingly had come from one of his children. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I mean, what again, else can you do, though, right? Like, you've got to yeah. send your kids to school if you can. Or, you know, you make that choice. You don't have to, right? And that's going back to Ben Roethlisberger. He actually is homeschooling his kids because he didn't want to run the risk of possibly being exposed. Yeah, and still he sits down and he ended up on the on the list anyway. He didn't get it, but he was on, he ended up on the list anyway. Can I ask you? Let me ask you a question about the Ravens. It sure. seems that they are a DefCon. We had we had Bob Haney on on my weekday show earlier this week. He said they're a DefCon free DefCon three. That people are starting to get worried. They're worried about Greg Roman. They're worried about Lamar Jackson now. If they lose to Tennessee, what happens with the Ravens? Because all of a sudden six and four don't look very good. Okay. Well, they lost to the Ravens a year ago. The Ravens are a good team. Let's not forget that. Okay. You mean the Titans? The Titans. Titans. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. The Titans. I apologize. The Titans are indeed a good team. But yeah, I'm not worried about Lamar Jackson. We expect to see growth from Lamar Jackson every year. And a point that I will make is that he just hasn't thrown the ball a lot. Let's not forget that he's really only in his second year as a starter. And I remember two years ago when he came in for Joe Flacco when the Ravens were sitting at whatever, what were they sitting at, four and six or four and one, whatever it was before they, you know, before John Harbaugh puts Lamar Jackson in and they rattle off that win streak. After that playoff game when they lost at home to the Chargers, I remember talking to Willie Sneed and Willie Sneed said, he just doesn't throw the ball. Like he hadn't been, Lamar Jackson hadn't been required to throw the ball at Louisville that much. He didn't throw pregame that much. He just needed to sort of learn how to throw the ball. And so that's something that he has worked on. But really, what are we expecting? It's not like this guy came out of a college, Peyton Manning, an accomplished gunslinger. You know, this is still a part of his game that he's developing. And a big part of the game that has yet to be developed is playing from behind. And we've seen that the Ravens don't really have a lot of success. This offense right now struggles when it is in a hole. And so, I mean, John Harbaugh gave Greg Roman a vote of confidence, but we'll see. Obviously, it's when you feel that players are not necessarily doing what they're or are not being put in the best position to succeed, then who do you turn to, of course, but, you know, the coordinator. It's just so weird because I, I would assume that Greg Roman would have a head coaching opportunity by now. Like his name's been brought up before when he was in San Francisco. His name was brought up over the last couple of years with the with the Baltimore Ravens, and now it just feels like he's never he's never going to be in a spot where he can just take a job and move on as a head coach. He's always going to get blame in some place. Like he might have gotten in San Francisco, and like he seems to be getting right now in Baltimore, Didi. Well, I think that that's part of the nature of the game, right? And then when a coach has a really really great year. Uh, they miss out on the opportunity to interview because they're probably going to the Super Bowl with their team. I saw that with Giants defensive coordinator Perry Fuel the year that the Giants were the last time the Giants won the Super Bowl. You know, Perry Fuel had had a few interviews, and then all of a sudden that defense was playing tremendously well, and they were going off to the Super Bowl, but no one could interview him because, you know, obviously his team was in the Super Bowl or people didn't want to wait, and then the chance never came again. This is totally off. This is totally off the uh, out into the weeds here. I brought this up. Sure. Uh, I, I I didn't even bring this up actually. I, I brought it up on another show. I think it's just high time a team goes. This is our guy, and we're gonna wait on him for for him to be done with the season. Like Eric Bieniemy, we were always saying, gosh, he's been the victim of a team being really really good. I think if you're the Chargers, 
It doesn't seem like it's going to work with Anthony Anthony Lynn. You're losing too many tight games. I'm thinking, my God, how perfect of a situation. L.A., Justin Herbert, you got talent there. You need a guy who can get you those extra points so you can win some of these games so you're actually a really competitive football team. I think it's I think it's made in heaven. I go, if I'm the Chargers, right at the end of the season, I say, we fire Anthony Lynn, and then, okay, if Eric Bieniemy wants the job, we're going to take Eric Bieniemy. Boom. Go. You know, that's such a tough thing for me because I really, really like Anthony Lynn. I think he's one of the classiest uh, men it's out hard. there. I yes. do think. And again, I would preach patience. You know, how many coaches have sort of struggled through the Look at, you know, the Giants moved on from Tom Coughlin and they haven't been decent since. I'm coming back to that. But it's kind of this idea that sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Sometimes there are tough years. This is a very, very tough year. This is mm-hmm. just for... Uh, a million reasons, not just the pandemic, not just not having an off season, not just having to conduct meetings virtually. You brought up Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin made that point this week that there's something very different about having a meeting where you look a man in the eye versus, you know, you're sitting here on a Zoom or whatever, and you have no idea who's looking at what. It's Are hard not to look to Mike Tomlin in the Are eye. they? Go ahead. They said it's hard not to look Mike Tomlin in the eye. He always looks like he's wildly surprised about something. <laughs> he does not have an indoor voice. I will say that. No, I have never heard him speak in a somewhat measured <laughs> tone. And I once asked his wife if at home he's like that, and she said, absolutely. Oh, God. Oh, Seriously. my God. That's got to be I feel awesome. like we don't fight as much on this show as we do on uh, – on your regular show. Because there's is not somebody in there stoking the fire. That, that is absolutely because of Lima. Lima starts fights with everybody. Uh, all right, let me run something by you here. Sure. Well, you know what? I'm just going to say a name, and let me tell you what. I'm gonna, I am want you to bring it up because I'm going to lead you into a trap here. Joe Burrow, what do you think of? I'm very, very, very impressed by him. I think he is a heck of a competitor. I think he's got a lot of poise. He's got some moxie. He's really tough. I mean, I've seen him take some significant hits and just Uh, pop right back up. I appreciate the way he's growing into his confidence, how he deals with his teammates. He's not at all. I had a long conversation with a veteran running back, Gio Bernard, and he said, the way that you know that Burrow is a rookie is that he doesn't yell at anybody. (laughs) He said that if there's something that he wants corrected, he'll pull a player aside and very quietly talk about it. And I think that the greater statement in that is that he's not walking in like things are being handed to him. He feels that he needs to earn it, even though he is the number one overall pick, even though he has been handed essentially the keys to the franchise, even though he was named the captain, he still is very aware of what his experience is and what his place is in terms of that experience as opposed to what he's sort of been gifted. And I appreciate that a lot, See, a lot. Is... And I think that that's the right fit for that club too. All these things are true. And it's for all those reasons. Cause everybody brings up, you didn't bring it up at first. I thought you were going to, so I ended up losing on this. I thought you were going to bring up how tough he was right at the beginning. And I go, we know how tough he is. And if anybody of us dollars to donuts are picking, we're, we're all thinking he's going to be a franchise quarterback right now. And I know they won't do this, and if, and if it were my team, I probably wouldn't have the stones to do this, Aditi. But we're coming up on December, and we're hoping, hoping that everything's going to go, we're going to get a little closer to normal by the time next fall comes around. We're going to start on time. We're going to have training camps and things like that. And I go, what's the point of playing him right now? Like, if I was Mike Brown, like, I know his teammates, he's got to have his teammates, and he'll want to play, all that stuff. But if you're Mike Brown, you're going, this guy's a significant investment. The only thing that's left is for him to get hurt here in the month of December coming up. 
What's the point? No, 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 no. He needs those reps. This is very, he does. You know, and and, and he really I'll does. Yes, yes. Because I don't think he's getting quality reps. I think he's just getting his ass handed. And he needs to get better. And he needs to have these experiences. So when we talk about Ben Roethlisberger, let's bring it full circle. Even though he's not necessarily putting together these stats that all these people that you mentioned Mm -hmm. will force him to, you know, rack up whatever, rack up whatever awards or whatever yards or get on whatever list. Ben Roethlisberger is reading defenses faster than he ever has in his life. Ben Roethlisberger is getting rid of the ball faster than anybody else in the NFL. That is because of cumulative experience. Now, you look, think if, if he were in the – Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski just said it this week. We're talking about Baker Mayfield's growth, and he said Baker is learning off of game reps. He is learning off of That's game true. reps. What he should have been learning off of OTA reps. What he should have been learning off ah. of training camp reps. What he should have ah. been learning off of preseason reps. Joe Burrow needs these reps. He missed a lot of reps. But can he get and those if reps? going to be your franchise quarterback. Can he get him. those reps during the off season? Can he get those reps nope. during the and you preseason? Need him, you need him to build chemistry with his teammates on the field right. in a game situation. I'm just saying, I don't want another Greg Cook situation down there in Cincinnati. I know a lot of fans down why in Cincinnati negative? know who why that do, is. Why do you, like, assume the worst? Why can't you just sit here and say, you know what, I, maybe I, things are really going to work out well? He, he can have reps. He can have I, – obviously, I don't, hurt, I, I don't hope he gets hurt for crying out loud. He's a great player. But, but he's a good guy. He seems like he's a fine young man. The, the, the concern that I have, and again, I'm arguing to argue. I wouldn't do this if it were my team, okay? This is just my argument to argue for argument. So then you know that the argument doesn't really carry any sort of weight, and you have no passion behind it's, it either. No, I have passion for everything. I can find passion behind this argument because if he goes down and on a significant injury, then i got to get ready and play behind the eight ball in two straight years, not just this last year, but also going into next year because he's, he'd be coming off an injury. I don't want that because I'll tell you this, Aditi. Everybody, well, he needs reps, he needs reps, he needs reps. That's true. But what are the quality of the reps if he's just out there getting powerbombed by defense every single Sunday? I, I haven't seen him take hit. I've not seen a quarterback take, hit, take hits like this since the 90s. That hit he took from Derek Barnett, I have not seen since Merton Hanks and Steve Young hosted Total Impact. And I'll tell you this, that's a problem considering how much money the Bengals invested into that offensive line. Yes, ma'am. That's certainly something they need to fix. And when we sit here and we talk about David Carr's career and how much of a beating he took, and we think about, let's go back to Baker Mayfield. Clearly, last year he was running for his life, and he didn't have confidence, and anybody was protecting him. And he didn't have confidence. That's not insignificant. Himself, yeah. No, you're right. You are right. So again, I mean, but again, he needs the reps, and this is a this is what the game is. It's a dangerous game to some degree. I mean, not you know what you're signing up for. When you sign up for football, you're signing up to be tackled. So don't get tackled. But that's part of it, too. I mean, this is the conversation we had about Baker Mayfield. Why is Baker Mayfield taking so long to get rid of the ball? Why is he taking so long to get rid of the ball? I think he's. I think he doesn't want to throw an interception. I think he's thinking about that. I think, think he's indecisive. I, I Do you think, think that it's about coverage? Do you think guys aren't – Getting open I, enough for him? I think Do you he's think still, that... well, well, hold on. I'll tell you. I think he's still learning the defense. Or, excuse me, still learning the offense. And I think that he, in the past, I've been critical of him of this. I think he pays too much attention to what guys like me have to say about him. And I think that he is worried about throwing interceptions. Now, he hasn't shown that as much this year. Last year, my God. I like I, I'm, When I look at Carson Wentz, I'm seeing the same things of what I'm seeing with Baker Mayfield last year. The pressing, the nerves that type of thing, 
Like, I, I think you're paying attention to things that maybe you shouldn't be paying attention to. Like, guys like me who are pontificating and saying to sit guys like Joe Burrow for crying out loud. Why would you respect any of that if you were a quarterback? You wouldn't. Aditi. That's a conversation you and I have had, too, where we've said you've got to tune out that nonsense. Having these fights with Colin Cowherd and et cetera, et cetera, is doing him no good. But that's a whole other – I mean, that's another conversation, basically, right? That is another conversation. Aditi, I, got, I actually got to go. Wow. All right. Well, was that? Do you feel good about not giving me a hard out? No, but if, I do. Or do I feel do. like it's dragged on too long. I do, but if I take you for like the whole hour, then I got to pay you, and I'm not giving you any money. Yeah. Not out of my money, yeah, anyway. Clearly, never have. I know. Seriously, no <laughs> kidding. I've been trying for two years on your show in Cleveland, and hey, still can't even get a beer. You tell. I'm well, first to off, today. can you drop a beer off at my hotel in, for me? We're in a pandemic, so I can't be just dropping off beers willy nilly. And just anytime, Lysol wipes too. You gotta, you gotta stop out. You gotta stop out in Streetsboro. It's right off the highway. It's right off the turnpike. So don't tell me you can't. You have to get off of the Streetsboro exit to get up to the stadium. So you can't tell me you can't stop by the Happy Moose. And the other thing is, is Aditi. I, that's not my call. You know, I'd, I'd pay a million dollars if I could. Well, we need to talk to Andy about that. But separate of that, I'm driving to Cleveland later today, and I'm calling you. We're gonna have All to right. have a talk. All right, All right, fantastic. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Aditi Kinkabwala from the NFL Network, at Kinkabwala on Twitter. Actually, I actually have to drive to Canton today, so I'm going to have plenty of time to talk later. No one, Aditi, she'll call me before the show ends at like 1.30, forgetting that I'm actually on until 2. Lots of stuff to pack up from there. 855-2124-CBS. Worker shoot coming up 1240. I'll explain the Joe Burrow thing really quickly when we come back. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Big thanks to Aditi. We ran long with Aditi, so this is going to be a very, very short one here. Worker shoot coming up at 1240 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I'll say it again. I know it's such a weird argument to make, but you can't tell me it's not in the back of Mike Brown's, Mike Brown's head. Not thinking about Duke Tobin, not thinking about Zach Taylor. because And this is the weird thing that if I keep reading what I'm reading about the Bengals, then Zach Taylor is being evaluated through every one of these games. Well, I want to give Zach Taylor the very best, and Joe Burrow's the very best to, to go with Zach Taylor. And I don't think it's realistic, but you can't tell me it's not in the back of Mike Brown's head. This is the future of their franchise. And Mike Brown, whose father was Paul Brown, you know, I bring up a guy like Greg Cook. Greg Cook probably had it to be one of the better quarterbacks of his generation and then was hurt. And if we keep talking every time we bring up Joe Burrow, Man, is he tough. He takes these monstrous hits. It's a joke. They had the they had the um the all access from NFL.com. He's talking to he's talking to refs about it. And they're joking around like, man, you, you gotta you gotta find a way to absorb these hits, son. The refs are joking with him. And they're not going anywhere, and you get to the month of December, and it's just something to consider. How is he getting quality reps? Is he getting what he needs, or is he just out there taking a beating? You have to figure that out. Because I can always make we, – we've done this before in other sports. Steven Strasburg, he needed the innings. He needed the reps. That still worked out in the end anyway when they sat him. If you're the Bengals, you're not from, – from a football standpoint, it's not even considerable. And if I were if I were a Bengals fan, I would roll my eyes at what I'm saying as hard as I can. But you can't tell me it's not in the back of his mind. This is the future of your franchise. This is going to be your biggest investment. This is a guy who's going to turn things around. He will want to play. 
He, his teammates will want him to play. He will want to play for his teammates. His coach is going to want him to play. Duke Tobin's going to want him to play. Everybody's going to want him to play. The fans, everybody. If you were to do it, Mike Brown would have to be the bad guy. Mike Brown's been the bad guy for a long time. I don't know if he has a problem with that. It's just something to consider. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern, we thought it was going to be a feast. And ended up we cannibalized each other. Up next, it's Worker Shoot. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. It's the latest sports update with the always sensational hard rocker Marco Belletti. This is the Ken Carmen Show. Speaking of mailing it in, I want to see if this works. Now, first off, let me tell you the number, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. The reason that I'm telling you is because it's brought to you by the fine folks at GEICO. They make it easy for you to bundle home and car insurance together. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at GEICO.com today. It's that easy. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Now, before we get to work or shoot, I thought I noticed something here. I thought I noticed it. And so I want to I wanna bring this up. Now, I got two clips. I want the Saban clip first. Here's Nick Saban talking about Kentucky and playing Kentucky today. Connor, hit it. Players have to get themselves psychologically back into the rhythm of playing games. You know, we, we tried to keep the rhythm of how we practice, you know, each day last week. Uh, that's why we practiced on Saturday, didn't practice on Friday. Had a regular work week this week. Um so that everybody can get back into game mode. All right. Now I got another clip ready. I don't know exactly how it's going to sound. But, Connor, I want you to hit. I, if you're driving, I don't want you to close your eyes. I just want you to imagine. If you're not driving, close your eyes. Let's see how close they are. Hit it. It's real simple. You got two more quarters, and that's it. Now, most of you have been playing this game for 10 years, and you got two more quarters. And after that, most of you will never play this game again as long as you live. How close is that? That's pretty damn close, is it not? Connor, that's pretty close. That is spot on. All right, clip one again. This is Nick Saban. Clip one again. Hit it. Players have to get themselves psychologically back into the rhythm of playing games. You know, we, we tried to keep the rhythm of how we practice, you know, each day last week. Uh, that's why we practiced on Saturday, didn't practice on Friday. Had a regular work week this week. Um, so that everybody can get back into game mode. All right, now here's clip number two. It's real simple. You got two more quarters, and that's it. Now, most of you have been playing this game for 10 years, and you got two more quarters, and after that, most of you will never play this game again as long as you live. That Billy Bob Thornton and Nick Saban are the same voice. That is the same voice. Now, I want to know if Billy Bob Thornton, even though th- that sounds like Billy Bob Thornton's normal voice, does it not? It does. I don't think he actually – he didn't have to, like, take on – like, this wasn't French fried taters or anything here with Billy Bob Thornton. Like, he just did his normal thing. Because part of me, I'm going, did Billy Bob Thornton watch Nick Saban and do an imitation of Nick Saban to get ready for this role? Or was just Billy Bob Thornton going, I'm going to do a, a head coach, I'm going to be a head coach, but I'm also going to do it in my voice. Because that sounds like Billy Bob Thornton. They but they sound very similar, do they not, Connor? Am I losing my mind? That's, they're close. I think that's why he was so good in that movie is because he sounds like Nick Saban. So every time you watch that movie, it just sounds like it's Nick Saban coaching the high school football team. It is the same voice. Just wanted to point it out for everybody. You want to do a trick? Go ahead and play it later on today. All right, we ready for work or shoot? Yep, I'm ready. Let's go, Connor. Hit the music. Let's go with work or shoot. 
Ask me the questions. Now we know the rules about work or shoot. Work or shoot is true or false, except it's false or true because a work is false and a shoot is true. And I didn't call it true or false because I think that's been done too many times. So because I'm such a fan of wrestling and wrestling parlance, I decided to use work or shoot. So when you hear a work, it's going to be false. When you hear a shoot, it's going to be true. Hence, work or shoot. Connor, go ahead. All right, Ken. Well, it looks like it's finally happening. According to reports, Taysom Hill will start at quarterback for the Saints tomorrow. And the Swiss Army Knife has taken snaps all over the field in his four-year NFL career, but has only thrown 20 total passes. Hill was given the nod over former Heisman winner Jameis Winston, who threw for over 5,000 yards just last season. So work or shoot, even though Jameis is more experienced, starting Taysom Hill was the right move for Sean Payton, considering he has said in the past that that Taysom Hill could be the next Steve Young. (laughs) You know what? Yeah, you got Tampa Bay right there. I'm still, I got to say work. Work. I would have said shoot because if they, now they're the number two seed right now in the NFC. So you're not going to just say, ah, willy nilly, whatever, and you can do whatever you want. Now you're going to have to do it and look at this in in this case and say, if you lose a game, then you're seven and three. Tampa Bay even though they don't win the tiebreaker, Tampa Bay would be 7-3 and three with you and has a possibility to be 8-3 and three at that junction. So you have opportunities to lose and lose your division and then have to go on the road. This is hubris here. This is Sean Payton telling the world he knows more about football than we do. He knows more about offense than we do. And even though I think Taysom Hill has, what, 10 total completions his entire career, he's going to go ahead and he's going to start Taysom Hill. Who did he say he was as good at again? As good as again? Who was that? He again? said that he could be the next Steve Young, possibly. <laughs> yeah, and I could be the next Steve Prefontaine too. All right, well, we'll see if Sean Payton's right. We'll see if he's correct about that. All right, go ahead. Next worker shoot. All right, number two. Tomorrow, the Ravens and Titans meet in a rematch of last year's AFC divisional game. But right now, both teams are struggling. The Titans have lost three of their last four games, while the Ravens have lost two of three, and both are simply battling for a playoff spot. Baltimore currently holds the seventh and final playoff seed, while the Titans are on the outside looking in. So work or shoot, the loser of this game will miss the playoffs. Oh, I think that's a work. I think both of these teams could be playoff teams. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's a work. I I think that the fans in Baltimore, and I think we might have clearance right now, 105.7, the fan in Baltimore. Uh, I, I still have faith that uh, – how am I still saying I still have faith in the defending MVP for crying out loud? Some of you guys need to relax. Now, I know you're upset about the offensive coordinator, and I know you're upset about the game plan. They've taken serious injuries across that offensive line. Ronnie Stanley's gone, and now that you've lost Nick Boyle, Nick Boyle, who might be one of the best blocking tight ends in the league – that's going to affect your passing game because Nick is still pretty good at catching balls and pass protection, and that's certainly going to affect your running game. You have one team that's taking it on the chin offensively. You have another team that's taking it on the chin defensively. Anybody who's been a pundit of NFL football throughout this year told you even when they started off 5-0, and we still told you, hey, man, Tennessee's defense is not that good. It's not that good. It's not that good. And then finally, people started to believe that Tennessee's defense is not very good. And their offense, when you do lose players because of free agency, you're going to take a hit. I think Mike Vrabel is a remarkable coach. 
I, you know I have great respect for John Harbaugh. I think both of these teams will be in the playoffs. I do think it's an overreaction to say that either one of these teams will be out of the playoff because both are well coached. Both are getting still. I think Lamar Jackson will put them on their shoulders and still get good quarterback play. I still think the same out of Ryan Tannehill because he can just hand the ball off to an absolute monster, and that offensive line is still pretty decent even with losing a couple of pieces there. So, yes, I believe that that is a work. Next. Work. All right, number three on Thursday night, the Seattle Seahawks avenge their earlier loss and beat the Cardinals 28-21. to The much maligned Seahawks defense actually played well, holding Kyler Murray to just 269 yards passing and limiting Arizona to 3.2 yards per carry. So work or shoot, if Seattle's defense continues to improve and look like it did on Thursday night, then the Seahawks are the clear NFC favorites. <sighs> that is still a work. Work. I like the Rams because they got a defense. I like the Rams because they got a defense. I like Tampa Bay because they got good leadership. They still have a decent defense. I like Green Bay because their defense is terrible, but they still have a good offense with Aaron Rodgers, and they still have a legend with Aaron Rodgers. The Rams, the biggest problem with the Rams is certainly because you have to have a great game plan for Jared Goff and even for that running game there. Uh, with losing the grand old man, there's, there's going to be a problem. I still think that they can overcome it offensively. Seattle, I think what we're watching here should be an MVP performance by Russell Wilson. What I'm saying by that is he should win the MVP. They're 7-3. and three. I think a lot of other quarterbacks would be underwater. What he's done has been remarkable. That is a defense that's still in the state of flux. They went out and they got Carlos Dunlap, and they got home rushing three to end that football game against Arizona the other day. They've done a very fine job, very, very fine job. But I think that defense is what's going to cost Seattle in the end. I think Seattle is, because they have Russell Wilson and I respect them so much, I think they're a playoff team and a deep playoff team. I think they're a division leader. But I don't know if they have what it takes because their hallmark has been good offensive play but a great defense. I don't know if they have what it takes to get over with some of these teams. So I'm going to say that's a work. They're not the clear-cut favorite. Next. Work. All right, so number four, run defense is not the Packers' strong suit. They let Dalvin Cook run wild in a loss three weeks ago. They let Ronald Jones run for 100 yards in their loss to the Buccaneers. And they rank in the bottom 10 in yards per carry allowed. Tomorrow they meet with the Indianapolis Colts, a team with one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Work or shoot, if the Packers' front seven gets manhandled yet again, like last year, it's going to be hard to take Green Bay seriously come playoff time. I think it's for the same reason of what I just said with Seattle. I think that's straight shooting, brother. Shoot. I think that's straight shooting. Same thing. Now, Rodgers gives them a leg up. He's that good. But you can see this coming from a mile away, everybody. Now, you get one, you get one wide receiver back. That's going to be able to help. But you can see this all coming is I don't think I'd take Green Bay this most serious. I put Tampa Bay in this mix. I put New Orleans in this mix, even though I know that they lose Drew Brees. That hurts. I still think the Cardinals and Rams are right there. Uh, I would still say, though, that Green Bay, with that run defense, that's going to be difficult. Now with Aaron Rodgers, again, it makes it better, but you can see them going to an NFC Championship game again, losing, and then the unraveling begins. Aaron Rodgers is a man who has become more confident in his position over time. Rightfully so. Packers fans were very upset with the pick of Jordan Love. 
you can start to see this coming around just like you did with Brett Favre. So I think it's not only that they're not going to go to a Super Bowl, it's that also there's going to be a significant fallout from them not going to the Super Bowl. I can't take them to that level yet. I take them seriously because they're the Packers, so I have to take them seriously. But I just can't put them to that level yet. That's it. Shoot. I think that's the end of Worker Shoot, correct? Uh, We do have one more. I don't know if we'll have enough time here. Hurry up. Go. Right now, go. Okay. So the NBA draft was on Wednesday night. Again, everything was confusing. We don't know if a player drafted by a certain team is actually going that to that team because trades are announced after the fact. So Worker Shoot, the NBA has to announce trades before the picks are actually made so we know who is going yes. to what team. God, that's such a shoot. I don't. You see, we don't even need to have a lot of time on that one. I know we're about to get out anyway. Shoot. We don't need to have a lot of time on that. It's confusing. Just do it as the NFL does. The NFL doesn't make it hard. Don't make it hard on everybody. You don't need to be complicated. Up next, we thought it was going to be a feast. We ended up cannibalizing each other. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.